0: In today's show, we're talking to New York Times bestselling author Tucker Max about his latest venture, Book in a Box. Tucker is going to tell us how publishing the right book can help you establish yourself as a leader in your marketplace and open doors to close more deals with your best prospective customers. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Chai. Hey, you know, one of the great things we get to do on this show is talk to a lot of best-selling
1: authors. It is fantastic. We've learned so much. Our audience has gathered so much information, news they could use. Amazing people out there. And
0: you know, the world of publishing has changed so much. And self-published books have absolutely exploded in the last four years. I mean, in last year alone, there was over 725,000 self-published works registered.
1: In one year.
0: Yeah, and And, I mean, that trend is just going to continue.
1: Well, I was looking at Google the other day in the books. And I was curious, okay, how many books are there on different subjects? So I went into the business segment of books And I wanted to look at how many books are on marketing. And it was over 56,000 books. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, you know, part of it when you think about it is like, why even publish? There's so much stuff out there, right? (laughs) It's just, it seems like a daunting task.
1: It's part of the noise of marketing. It really is part of marketing. It's part of your brand. And to sit on the sidelines is becoming not an option.
0: Yeah, I agree, Craig. You know, and our guest today, Tucker Max, has really tapped into something here. You know, a lot of people know Tucker from his book, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, (laughs) which was a New York Times bestseller back in 2009. And he has become not only an icon, but also an incredible entrepreneur in his own right. He's one of the only authors to ever have three books on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list at one time. So he's in good company with Malcolm Gladwell and Michael Lewis, of course. And his company Book in the Box is a new kind of publishing firm that has created a way to turn ideas into books. Good morning, Tucker. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Good morning, Craig and Shai. Glad to be here. Tucker, we're excited about your new project, Book in a Box. Could you tell us what the problem specifically is that this product solves?
2: Yes. In short, a lot of people want to write books or should write books or have books in them that could really help their business, but they just don't have the time to sit down and type them out and go through the whole publishing process. And so we've essentially created a solution to that problem. We do book writing and publishing as a service for people.
0: So I'm fascinated by this. You know, I think most of our listeners may realize your name is familiar from your many best-selling books, including, of course, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Uh, And this is kind of an interesting departure for us. Tell us how you made this transition and how you went from a published author yourself, who obviously did not follow the methodology, to creating this new product.
2: Well, it was actually an entrepreneur business dinner, and this woman had a book in her for about 10 years. Or people have been asking her to write a book about what she does in her business because it's very interesting and valuable to a lot of people. And she's like, "Look, I, you know, I have a family, I run a company, time to sit down and write this thing out. How can I get this book out of my head?" you know, my words, my ideas, I don't want a ghostwriter. I want it to be my book, but I want it out of my head without having to do all this. And it kind of made fun of her. I'm like, are you asking me how to write a book without writing it? And she's like, yeah, kind of a little bit. And so then of course I went into the typical writer, elite snobby sort of uh, <laughs> the, like the yeah. whole diatribe about how, Oh, you've got to do the work and all that sort of nonsense. Right. Uh huh. And, and she stopped me. She said, Tucker, Are you an entrepreneur? I said, Yeah, of course. That's you know why I'm at this dinner. He's like, Yeah, I don't think so, because a real entrepreneur would help me solve my problem and not lecture me about hard work. (laughs) (laughs) But the best part was I I had to shut up because she was exactly right. She was precisely correct. And so of course I became obsessed with this idea. How do I get this book out of her head and her words and her voice? And I couldn't figure out how to do it until one day it just dawned on me. That books in Western history were not actually written down by the author. You know, Socrates never wrote a word down. Plato didn't. Jesus never wrote a word down. His apostles did. Buddha didn't. Malcolm X didn't. Marco Polo. We got on the list. And I was like, well, if Jesus can have a book without writing it down, why can't Melissa? And so then I got on my whiteboard and I wrote down every single step, everything that I did when I wrote a book, to a granular level. And then I decided to put Melissa through the process. But instead of telling her what to do, I would just call her whenever I came to a step that I couldn't provide the information. And she spent about maybe 30 or 40 hours on the phone with me over about six months. And we ended up producing this amazing book. And it blew her business up. She, it tripled in, inbound lead, I think doubled sales over the course of two years, she was keynoting major retail conferences. She got all this media. It was like this amazing thing. And I did this as a one-off thing for her. I didn't think it was a company, of course, because I'm an idiot. All these people <laughs> came to me and they were like, hey, can you do for me what you did for Melissa? And I'm like, I guess, sure. And then so I had a guy helping me. And we ended up doing like $200,000 worth of business. And then I was like, hey, Zach, we might have a company here. <laughs> that was yeah. two years ago. And now we've done 300 books in two years.
0: Yeah, six figures in the first two months is usually a sign of traction. So <laughs> Melissa Gonzalez, author of The Pop-Up Paradigm, was the first book you published.
2: Yep, that was book number one. And the funny thing is, she's only sold to this day maybe about 2,000 copies. So it, it, it doesn't move a lot of copies because who really cares about pop-up retail no one except in retail, and they care a huge amount, right? Yeah. So that that was the other big lesson from her book. I kind of knew this intellectually, but I didn't really understand it because I was a fancy writer, you know, and and a writer cares about selling books. What I didn't really realize is that for business owners and entrepreneurs, selling books is really only secondary. What matters is the opportunities, that the book gets them. And it blew up for Melissa.
0: Yeah. And that's such an interesting way of thinking about it. Right. And she also had such a great niche. And of course, she also now has the distinction of being a woman that actually got you to shut up, which I think is also <laughs> right, right, <laughs> which I can't believe she didn't put that on the cover of the book. But, you know, in thinking about this point, so if you're a business owner Maybe you haven't considered publishing a book before, and that's usually because of all of that hard work that you went through the first time you did it. It's a pretty intimidating space. So did a business owner consider publishing a book?
2: So, yeah, that's a great question. We only do nonfiction, and I would say about 90-plus percent of our clients are business owners. A lot of people like to say a book is a business card. And that's kind of true, but I actually don't agree with that. And I'll tell you why. Because any show can walk into Office Depot and buy business cards, but you can't walk into Office Depot and buy a book, right? And so what I like to say is a book is the new college degree, because it used to be that a college degree was a a really valid, reliable signal of credibility. I mean, maybe about 30, 40 years ago, only about 25% of people went to college and finished. College degree, to automatically put you at the head of the pile, right? But now, like 67% or something like that of, of people in the workforce went to college. So it's not really a credible signal anymore. So what is? And I feel like a book has kind of taken its place. What a book does, it shows a lot of things that people are interested in. First off, it shows you absolutely can start something difficult and you can finish it. And it sets you up to be judged. Because you can write a bad book, but if you do, people will think less of you. So you've got to write a good book, and it's got to be published well. It's got to look good. But if you do those things right, the benefits it gets you are kind of immense. You automatically have a level of authority and credibility and prestige that most people in your field aren't going to have because they don't have books. You're automatically going to be seen by the media as an expert. So getting coverage and news is exponentially easier. I mean, think about it. Whenever a story hits, who does the media want to talk to? They want to talk to the expert. Who's the expert? The guy or the woman who wrote the book on it, right? Books are just content marketing on steroids. I can give you a million examples if you want, where someone will come to us and they'll say, okay, I provide this solution, and so we'll help them craft book. And the book is basically just describing how to do exactly what they do to solve the problem. And their first thought is, but if I tell people how to do it, they won't come hire me. And then what they don't realize is people buy the book and read it to see that you're credible. And 90% of the time, they're like, I don't want to do this myself. I'm going to go hire you. Right? Like, I'll give you a great example. We have just finished a book with a financial advisor. And uh, he specializes in high net worth divorced women. And so he was talking about doing a book with us, and we're like, oh, clearly you should do the book on how a high net worth woman should navigate a divorce and her finances post-divorce. And he's like, but dude, the advice is the same as it would be for anyone else. And we're like, okay, that's fine. That's totally valid. But what you have to understand is if you are a woman who is high net worth and going through a divorce and you look on Amazon for a book on how to do it, you're not going to get a general finance book or wealth management book or investing book. You're going to get the book that's for you personally, right? And so he did that. And then the other thing, really brilliant, he printed out a few thousand really nice hardcovers. He lives in in the Phoenix area. And he handed those out to every divorce attorney in the Phoenix area. Because every divorce attorney as soon as a woman comes in, she asks him for financial advice, and they can't give financial advice, I think, by law. And so what the guy did is he created a massive advertisement for himself. So the lawyer gives the book to the client, and she loves it because she's getting information. Lawyer loves it because he's providing her value. And 20% of those women who got the book called him because they don't want to manage their own finances. They want someone else to do it. They just want to make sure you know what you're talking about.
1: You know, traditionally, why someone would write a book, maybe, you know, they want to establish themselves like we've been talking about as an expert, sometimes leave a legacy. You really opened up another window here as far as that credibility issue. What other things are you finding in some of your other clients? Some of the other things we're seeing are people who want to have a speaking career, even if it's not a career.
2: If you just want to speak to groups, a book most an absolute necessity. Because the book is the advertisement, essentially, for the speech and for your credibility as a speaker, which not all business owners want. But for a lot of business owners, speaking to groups is maybe the very best way you can generate leads and clients. The other thing we're seeing, too, is that there's maybe not a better way to get a meeting than a book. Actually, we're going through this right now. I'll give you a really good example. Uh, A guy who sells Packages to retrofit old buildings to make them energy efficient. And that's one of those things that seems like a really boring business, except that can save 20% of the building costs. It's a big investment and it's a very profitable business. And the problem is it's really confusing for building managers because there's so much technology. It changes rapidly. They don't know how to manage it. And so what ends up happening is that building managers don't buy anything because they're overwhelmed by the choices and the decisions, even though if they do the right thing, it can save them 20 to 30% a year on their maintenance costs. For big buildings, it runs into millions of dollars. And so what he did is he wrote a guide with us. We helped him frame it. It's like the Building Manager's Guide to Energy Efficiency. We haven't settled on the title, but that's like the subtitle. Mm -hmm. And we haven't finished publishing this. He just sent out essentially a PDF of it and sent it out to 20 building managers that he's already been talking to and having problems getting meetings. He called today and told me he has five meetings lined up for the next month with building managers who weren't returning his calls or were only giving him kind of the cold shoulder before because what his book does is it lays out in clear terms exactly how they can look at their problem and how they can solve it, right? The solution he sells is not the right solution for every building, only for about 30% of buildings. But he wrote the book for every building, because is that earns a ton of trust. If you're a building manager and you read this book and you're like, oh, I have, you know, a, a whatever, a stone building. So I need to use this other solution that he doesn't sell. And he tells me that in here, I really trust this guy. Right. And if you have a different sort of building all glass and you need a different solution, you're like, oh, wow, he's telling me not to buy his thing. He's telling me somebody else. What that does is the 30% of people that you need to hit, They trust you now because they see that what you're doing is not just trying to sell. You're trying to actually solve their problem. Does
1: that make sense? Oh, it's fantastic. And I'm ready. Okay. But we have friends that a couple of them are right in the middle of writing their books. And one of them actually went to France just to hide away. The old traditional way of writing a book, going down to Key West and so forth. So, Tucker, you've got a different way of doing these things. So walk us through the steps.
2: Right. So the best book is the one that tells them how to solve their problem and you don't push your stuff. We follow our own advice. We actually wrote a book called The Book in a Box Method, which details very specifically exactly what we do. And your audience can get free if they want. All they need to do is go to bookinabox.com book and it'll take you to a page. You can download the PDF for free. And I'll describe it to you really quickly and basically. Most people want to start with their idea or just start writing. That's the wrong way to do it. You need to start with your positioning. You need to understand where your book fits in the market. And the way you do that is you essentially answer three questions. Why am I writing this book? What audience do I want to reach with it? And why will they care? And as you nail down the answers to that, that helps you understand exactly the right book. And what we find, a lot of business owners start off wanting to write a really big, broad book and put everything they know into it. But like all the examples I've been giving you, we people narrow down to a niche because a niche book is going to be very valuable to a small group of people, which means they'll be easy to reach. And you're much more likely to attract them as clients or customers or meetings or whatever it is you're looking to accomplish. Right. So that's step one. Step two, then, is you create a clear outline of your idea. Then step three is, instead of sitting down and typing this out, what we recommend and what we do in our process is interview you. Say so do this yourself. You can just hire someone or get a friend, your outline, your idea, and they use it as essentially a template to just keep asking you questions. Because for almost anyone, if you know what you're talking about, it's easy to explain what you know to someone in a conversation, especially if they're asking you questions in places they're confused or whatever much harder for most people to sit down and type this out. It is a totally different size. A lot of people have writer's block. Pretty much no one has talker's block, right? <laughs> yeah. So then once that's done, we record it and then we get it transcribed. You can use a very simple dollar a minute transcription service. We recommend Rev. They're fantastic. REV That's who we use. I think we actually might be their biggest customer. So you take the transcription transcription itself is not a book, obviously. So what you have to do is you have to essentially translate that from spoken English to written English. And we describe a whole method of how to do this in our book. Essentially, all you're doing is you are rewriting what you said. So it flows the page, assuming you're doing it yourself. If you were a client of us, we do all this stuff for you in the background. All you have to do is talk. Then from there, you just do basic editing, then proofreading, copy editing, and then you kind of go through the publishing process. The publishing process is somewhat complicated. We go through the thing in the book step by step. But the big thing you have to worry about, here's the takeaway. People will judge you based on the quality of what your book looks like, not just the content of the quality in there. So, for example, if your cover looks like your five-year-old did it on MS Paint, they will think you are a bad business person. (laughs) <laughs> and if, if it's like a beautiful design, like something you would see when you walk in Barnes and Noble, they will think you are a good business person, regardless of what's in the book. That's the thing. Everyone judges books by the cover. And for business people, because they judge your intelligence and your professionalism and your capability by the professionalism of your book. And we describe exactly how to get all that stuff right. And, of course, if someone's a client, we do it all for them. So it's right.
1: Tucker, you mentioned design. And it leads me to thinking about, well, do I want an e-book or do I want a physical book? And how about the audio version? What are your thoughts?
2: It totally depends. So book publishing has really changed in the last few years. And most of the advice out there has not caught up with the reality in the market. But the problem is most of the advice about books is from writers talking to other writers. Business people have an entirely different approach to books. So if you're a business person, you should get a book. As a multi-purpose marketing tool that has very special properties that none else has. So books are very different. So it kind of depends on what your business is and what goal you're trying to accomplish. That determines how you market your book. A great example is for some people, doing just an ebook and giving that ebook away for free as a PDF. That is the best mark for people, like the, um, the financial advisor I was talking about earlier. He needs hard copies, and they've got to be beautiful, really high quality. Because if you're a woman who's going through divorce who's worth $50 million, you're going to judge whether this financial advisor is of the right stature to, to manage your money. A lot of it you're going to judge based on the book itself. Yeah, obviously, you're going to go meet him. You're going to talk to him. But if the book is bad, you're not even going to go forward at all. So that guy needs a very different sort of book than, let's say, a personal trainer who specializes in hormone replacement therapy. Those people probably don't need physical books, right? Like, you know, using ebooks as lead gens for email acquisition might be their strategy. It really just depends on what it is you're trying to use the book to do. That determines how you use it.
0: Yeah, it's segmentation, right? Knowing your audience and knowing how they consume to get the best for them.
2: Exactly. So I I didn't go in depth into it, because we don't really have time. But the first three questions that we put every author through, if you really dig in, answer these questions. So like the first one's, you know, why are you writing the book? So let's say you're trying to keynote tech conferences, let's say, then the audience for your book are the people who book keynote speakers for tech conferences, and the people who attend those conferences, and that's it. So the type of book you're going to write is determined by that. And then what format you put it in is determined by that. Because you only care about getting that book in front of people who make decisions about tech conferences. You don't care about putting it in front of homemakers or small business owners.
0: And so I'm interested in that question. What is the wrong answer to the question, why do I want a book?
2: Great question. There are wrong answers. The wrong answers are basically ego-driven. So if the answer is, I want to be a number-selling author, right? that can be a goal, but that's not going to help your business. It's not going to sell books. If you're a writer, it kind of makes sense to want to hit a bestseller list because status that actually means something for your career. But if you own a plumbing contractor supply company, no one cares if you're a bestselling author. It has nothing to do with you or your business. And so the problem with that is if you make that your goal, you're not going to write the best book for your business. You're going to write the best book for yourself. And those are not the same thing. The other bad goals are we hear people all the time. I want to sell a million copies. And it's like, well, um, then you write a book that's appealing to a million people. And there are very, very few books that are appealing to a million people. I mean, the fact is, there's good data on this. There's less than 10 nonfiction books a year that sell a million copies. And there are like three to 400,000 nonfiction books published every year. So your odds are like basically lottery level odds. Whereas if you're trying to use your book to help your business or your career – That makes sense. And you can absolutely do that. And we see that every day. We've done it with 300 people. Another bad reason is well, you know, I want to be a writer. So when someone says that, that's an identity they want. That's like saying, I want to be an NBA player. Well, then go practice your three pointer and make it into the league. You know, like uh, you can well on the weekends and play ball and have fun with it. Right. Like a lot of people have fun with writing and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But saying I want to be a writer or I want to live the writer's life. People have images in their heads about, oh, well, I'll be like Ernest Hemingway being in a cafe in Paris, sipping my espresso and all this nonsense. It's just a fantasy.
0: And <laughs> just thinking about you know one of the challenges is is that the canvas has changed so much of the ways of publishing, and it seems like you 're trying to occupy a unique space and try to ferret out some of those fantasies exactly.
2: Our main clientele are people for whom a book creates an r o i We feel like we 're not actually in the writing business we 're in the business of turning ideas into book, and writing is a component of that, but in our business writers are artisans. The creative is the business owner because they're the one that has the knowledge and the wisdom that people are buying. That's what people don't understand is that they think to write a book, they have to have this huge, broad, world-changing message and they've got to be Malcolm Gladwell or something else. But that's total nonsense. Most people who are professionals who've been working for 10, 20, 30 years, they have knowledge in their head that is very valuable, but it's a specific set of knowledge and it's only valuable to a specific set of people. And if they focus on that, who I know really well and who will really value that, they can write a great book that impacts a few thousand or 10,000 or maybe even 100,000 lives possibly. And if you do that, that's a real impact you have. That's what we try and focus on Actual, real impact, both on the reader and on the author.
1: Tucker, can you tell us a little bit about, I've written this book, I've worked with you, and now what's the launch side look like? So, if you've written a
2: good book as a business owner, entrepreneur type, then uh, if you've done that right, then marketing is actually really easy. Because you know exactly who your audience is, and all you have to do now is put your book in front of them. Right, And so the way to do that is to think to yourself, okay, why does my audience care, which you've already done with your book? Then you can think, all right, who are the people who already talk to my audience? And how can I present my material so that they will want to promote it to their audience? So in Melissa's case... Pop-up retail was kind of a new thing in retail and really kind of interesting. And there was all kinds of cool stuff coming out. So all she had to do was go to media outlets that cover retail and say, all right, I've got this cool story to tell that's relevant to your industry and your people will like. That's the key to marketing. If you want to reach an audience, go to the people who speak to that audience and show them how your material will help them help their audience. And they're going to want to promote you. If you have great techniques for high net worth divorce women, then going to sites that talk to divorce women or high net worth women or high net worth people all are going to be super interested in your content because your content speaks to their audience. What we do for our authors is we have deals with a bunch of niche book promotion sites and email lists. For example, if it's about business, let's say small business. And we'll go to the four or five small business that we deal with, and we'll promote them. And then, generally speaking, we can get three to t- using a combination of free and very cheap, we can get three to ten thousand downloads for any book for almost any book we do, even the deep niche ones, because that's the cool thing about the internet, man, is that it's deeply, deeply niche. And so you can always find large groups of people who care about even small topics. And so we do that, that generally pushes the book up to the five or usually sometimes number one on the Amazon sort of subcategory. And then that seeds the book, it gets it to an audience, and then will help the person connect where three or four media outlets that I really want to connect with. And then from there... It's pretty much up to them. What we do is we tell them exactly how we do it. We just rolled out a program where we help people build their own platform. What we'll do for that is... We take the content from the book, we'll repackage it into, let's say, the 5 or 10 most interesting blog posts. We'll syndicate those with media outlets that, that want to cover it. We'll book the people on 10 to 20 podcasts in their niche. We will create an email list that can capture emails and then create lead gens to that so that they can build an audience that they speak to. So for the segment of people who want to be thought leaders in their field, we create a platform for them. But the point is any business person can do this because if there are a group of people who care about what you know, then you can teach them what you know and then they will want to listen to you and then buy from you.
0: Tucker, I want to thank you so much for your time today, man. We learned so much. I mean, there's a few takeaways I have. People literally will judge your book by its cover. I did not know that Jesus was the original content marketer. And I. Guess, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess when you're thinking about Could I publish a book? You just ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Exactly. He wouldn't sit down and write it, right? So you need your disciples, and it sounds like your business book in the box is really providing that service and much, much more. We wish you a lot of luck with it. Awesome. Thank you, man. Tucker, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Uh, Yeah, like I'm happy
2: to let your listeners get our book for free. Uh, Just go to bookinabox.com slash book. Uh, they can download the PDF and it, it explains our exact process. Anyone can do this at home. You don't have to hire us at all.
0: Our guest today has been Tucker Max of Book in a Box. You can learn more about Tucker and download the free Book in a Box Method ebook in our show notes at businessownersradio.com. And, you know, probably the only thing funnier than reading Tucker's New York Times bestseller, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, is listening to Tucker narrate the book himself. And Business Owners Radio has teamed up with Audible.com so you can download one of Tucker's books or choose another free book from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Just go to the show notes at businessownersradio.com and click on the Audible 30-day free trial logo. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes tell your fellow business owners about the show and of course you would love the stars and comments on itunes till next time keep taking care of business